You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. Just as I sat to record this, a new book caught my eye. A book by a lady who is described as the manifesting star. It's obviously a book about manifesting. Now you may have heard of manifesting. A lot has been written about manifesting. I don't like the word because it suggests that all you have to do is imagine what you would love in your life and it'll magically dot, dot, dot manifest. Now we've talked before about how you set your mind to achieve your goals and objectives. Or let me go one step further. Let's be grand about this. How you can set your mind to achieve the life that you would love to live. And how, when we do set our minds, we set in train a chain of events that is almost unstoppable. I say almost because one of the things we need to do is ensure that we keep our minds clear and focused and pristine as we move forward. And that clarity of mind enables me do what I need to do to ensure that that to which I have set my mind comes to pass. I could put it another way, that to which I've set my mind manifests. The problem, as I say, with manifestation, or indeed the problem a lot of people say to me, are you talking about the law of attraction here? The problem with a lot of that is that people seem to think that they can just set their minds and sit back, do nothing, and wait for the life that they would love to live to manifest itself. As I said to somebody before, when we talked about the law of attraction, Pinning a check to your fridge for $3 million or something like that, which I believe is actually suggested in the book, The Secret. It's a long time since I've read that book and I won't be reading it again. Pinning a check to your refrigerator for $3 million isn't going to give rise to a check for $3 million dropping magically through the door, or might I use the phrase, manifesting through the letterbox. That is akin to you imagining that you've won the lottery and not bothering to get up off your backside and go and buy a ticket. A man or a woman has got to do what a man or a woman has got to do. And everything we talk about in this podcast is about doing. It is about action. It is about taking right action, which is utterly different to the way in which, when we use our normal minds, we react. We never take real action. Everything is a reaction. It's a knee-jerk reaction to what we think is going on. And what we think is going on is a reaction in itself because we're using the same thoughts that we learned about ourselves and how the world works when we were young and impressionable, in particular during the third year of our lives. And everything is a reaction. Everything is a replay. Everything is a string of the self-fulfilling prophecies that flow from the normal mind living down to its expectations. Now you might say that is harsh, what I've just said, but it's harsh, but fair for the simple reason that 
when we were young and impressionable, we always tended to take the negative snapshot of how we felt about ourselves over the positive snapshot. Keeps us on our toes and in evolutionary times that would save your life. We are predisposed to being glass half empty people and we have been since our very early formative years. And you know, the key stuff that we learn at that age doesn't just stick with us for the rest of our lives, it filters everything else that we think we learn for the rest of our lives. Developmental psychology shows that you learn the key stuff during the third year of your life. The other stuff you learn between the age of three and 12 is filtered through what you've already learned. So you're just going to start living self-fulfilling prophecies, even as a six-year-old or a seven-year-old. The really terrible thing about the normal adult human mind is that by the time you reach 12, you're ready to go out and hunt for tonight's dinner without thinking about it. You're ready to go out and do it on automatic pilot. And that means that in the modern age, in 2022, the year in which we're sitting, if you are using your mind the way in which nature intended, you have learned nothing new about yourself or how this world works since you were 12. You've been living on autopilot, using the thoughts that you learned before that, the programs that you've learned before that, to enable you make it through your day. And then, you know, normal crazy people scratch their head and say to themselves, why can't I change my life? Why can't I just do what I need to do? Why can't I take real action? Now, you know why? Because when we're using our minds normally, everything is a reaction. And therefore, you know, writing something down, and it probably will make an impression on your subconscious mind, by the way, but writing something down that you want to manifest and doing nothing about it is actually going to lead to further confirming to yourself that nothing is ever going to change in your life. Nothing happens by magic. Nothing just happens. Even though something just happened, or it feels like it just happened, is a phrase that I hear frequently from my clients, and owners of the online program, The Psychology of Success. That is not the description of something that has happened by magic. That is the description of something that feels like it just happened because in doing what they needed to do to get to where they wanted to go by using their minds in a different way, what they had to do was effortless. And that is scientific and neuroscientific fact. If you're in flow, if you're in the zone, if you have fully turned up to the here and now, if you are fully present in the here and now, if you know why you are here doing what you're doing, you will do what you're doing effortlessly. And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. I said a few weeks ago that I wanted to talk about the real experiences of some of my clients and program owners, their stories. And really what I want to talk about today is how people dance through their ordinary everyday lives in a way that makes their ordinary everyday lives extraordinary. The extra is a really simple ingredient. The extra is simply that I turned up to my life today. As we know from previous conversations, in particular, by the way, the last episode of this podcast, normal people don't turn up to their lives at all. They're marked absent. 
Their lives are passing them by and they don't realize it. Opportunities abound and they don't see them. They keep replaying the old black and white movies of their childhood subconsciously. I grant you that automatically. I will grant you that too. But the result of that subconscious automaticity is that they never see what's going on. They haven't a clue that their life is passing them by as we speak. The extra that will enable you to live your life to the full is simply, as I said a moment ago, you turning up to your life. Yes, as I've often said to people, you know, there's no secret. And I mentioned the secret earlier on. There's no secret to this at all. There's only one thing you need to do to live your life to the full, and that's turn up to it. How do you turn up to it? You train your mind to be present. What's the training? We've talked about that many times at this stage. Meditation. You can call it other things if you like, if meditation is a label that turns you off. But meditation is the only scientifically validated way that we have at our disposal to train our minds, or should I say retrain our minds? Hold that thought for a second. To train our minds to be present to our lives in the here and now. Now, the interesting thing is that, as I said, we're retraining our minds. We're not learning something new. We're not starting from scratch. We're going back to our true nature, because when we were two or three years old learning that formative stuff, we were wholly present. That's how we learned the formative stuff. That's how we soaked it in like a sponge. We were fully present. So all you're doing when you meditate is retraining yourself to experience the moment, to go back to a childlike state of mind. Now, I did not say a childish state of mind. I said a childlike state of mind, free from the thoughts that you've been carrying around with you, your baggage, that have been getting in your way and holding you back. Free from the thoughts that would say, well, what I have to do today is going to require effort or is going to require bravery and courage, or I think I'm not up to doing what I need to do today to dance through my life effortlessly. We're talking about chalk and cheese here. The normal life is a struggle. The normal life is a struggle as a result of you thinking that you're not up to doing what you need to do or what you need to do would make you uncomfortable or what you would need to do is a step too far for you. That's exacerbated by the fact that when you think like that, you trigger the stress response. So now you're deeper in the rubbish in your own head. You're down in the weeds at that stage. And being down in the weeds of stress will slowly but surely kill you. That is so different from you getting up in the morning, ensuring that you spend a few minutes meditating, ensuring that you spend a few minutes getting your mind ready for action, real action, so that you turn up to the here and now during the course of the day and do what you need to do to achieve what you want to achieve today. As I said, when you turn up to your life that way, you do what you need to do effortlessly. I had a conversation. I've, I've had many conversations like this. But I had a conversation with a client a couple of months ago when she said to me, I have a really difficult conversation that I need to have with my boss. I'm afraid to have that conversation. I'm afraid I'll choke 
on what I need to say. And I'm afraid that even if I get to the point of saying what I need to say, there's going to be a backlash. And really, I'm not going to achieve what I want to achieve. And I said to her, do you know what outcome you want? She said, oh, yes, I do. I said, have you written it down? She said, no, I haven't written it down. Now, this is the manifesting bit, by the way, or what so-called manifest stars talk about in terms of setting your mind to achieve your objective. You know, decide what you want and write it down. Now, there's obviously an awful lot more to it than that. But the neuroscience behind this is very clear. When I write what I want as if I already have it, it exercises and energizes the parts of my brain in a way that enables my subconscious mind take the kind of psychological snapshot that I would have taken where I in a clear state of mind when I was two or three years old. The science is awfully clear in relation to this. It's only the starting point, as I said. It's only one piece of the jigsaw. It is not something that you do and wait back for whatever you've decided to manifest in your life to manifest. That's not, not how it works. Anybody who tells you otherwise is leading you up the garden path, or should I say, leading you further down into you living a life of the self-fulfilling prophecies that confirm to you that nothing's ever going to change. So come back to my friend. I said to her, you know, what outcome do you want? She said, I know exactly what I want. She said, I know exactly what I want to achieve. I said, have you written it down? She said, no, I haven't written it down. How would I write it down? Now, she obviously hadn't been paying attention to about 30 videos in the online program, because she was an online program owner as well, which goes into the detail of how you set your mind to achieve your objectives effortlessly. I will repeat that sentence because it's very important. It goes into the detail of how you set your mind to achieve your objectives effortlessly. Fact. Anyway, she said, how would I write it down? She said, well, I write down that I've got what I, uh, uh, the outcome that I want. I said, no, you write down how it feels to experience the joy the exhilaration, the excitement of getting the outcome that you want. That's how you captivate the subconscious mind's attention. That's how you excite the childlike part of your brain. She said, oh, all right. She said, I haven't done that. I said, but that's only the first bit of it. The most important bit of it is that you need to turn up to the here and now when you sit down face to face with your boss. Now, we already know how to do that because we talked about it just a minute ago. And I've been talking about it in pretty much, I would say, every single one of the previous 81 episodes in this podcast up to now. I've been talking about this pretty much every time I've sat down with a client or online program owner since 1996. You know how to turn up to the here and now. The training is meditation. Meditation being the training enables you to turn up on the pitch on which the game of life is played. She said, are you saying that's all I need? But she said, what will I say? Now, this is a question that I'm asked so regularly. What will I say? How will I approach it? What will I say if he or she says this? What will I say if they are not listening to me? What will I say this? That? How can I control somebody else? And of course, the answer is you can't control somebody else. Hold that thought. I'll come back to it in a couple of minutes with the story of another client. I said to her, all you need to do is turn up and know 
in your mind's eye how it feels to achieve the outcome that you want. I said your subconscious mind, your doing mind will look after the rest. And she said to me, well, he's coming to my house. I'm going to have dinner with him. She said, I'll put on a bit of background music to relax me. She said, I'll put on a bit of Tchaikovsky. I said, well, this is perfect, isn't it? For the simple reason that if you turn up to the here and now, or should I say, when you turn up to the here and now, with your objective in mind, you'll dance through the conversation like a ballerina. Tchaikovsky is really, really appropriate music for background music. But sorry, coming back to the point that I mentioned a minute ago, she said, how will I know what to say? And my answer was, your subconscious mind, your doing mind, will know exactly what to say and how to say it. All you have to do is get out of your own way. All you have to do is stop thinking, what if this, what if that, what if the other? In fact, all you have to do is stop thinking, full stop. Start being, be present. Dance through that meal like a ballerina. She said to me, what if he says this? I said to her, you have no idea how this is going to play out moment to moment. But what you do have is a very clear idea of how it will feel when it's all over and you've got what you wanted. The fact of the matter is that when we use our minds normally, we think that we have to think things through. We think that we can rehearse a conversation when there's actually somebody else involved in the conversation. And not only have we no idea what's going on in their heads, if they are normal crazy people, neither have they. So, so how can you plan for something like that? What's the point of planning for it? What you do is set your mind to the outcome. She said to me afterwards, she said, that was absolutely amazing. She said, I got exactly what I want. And I got exactly what I wanted before we were finished the starter. She said, it just flowed. Now, there's a word I've used before. There's a load of research from universities all over the globe in relation to the state of mind, what athletes call being in the zone, in which you flow, in which you do the right thing, say the right thing, in the right way, at the right time, and dance around the landmines that normal life puts in our way. She said, I said things to him that I could never have imagined myself saying. I said, that's not true. I said, what you said were things that your thinking mind thought you would never have the guts to say. It's a completely different thing. You said what you needed to say because you were just there. You said it in the right way because you were just there. You were the right girl in the right place at the right time. Now, imagine flowing through life like that, always being the right person in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing effortlessly, moving along the adventure of the lifetime that you want. Now, obviously, there was someone else involved in the conversation. And as I said a minute ago, it's kind of obvious, you cannot control somebody else. The only thing over which you have control in your life is your own state of mind. You don't have control over anything else. Normal people don't have control of their own state of mind. We covered that in detail last week, in, in last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it, it's worth a listen because I go into the science behind the statement that I've just made. Normal people... I call them normal crazy people with very good reason. They are not in control of their own mind. 
But when you are in control of your own mind, should I say when you take control of your own state of mind, when you grab the levers of power that you have between your two ears, and we do that through meditating, when you do that, you greatly influence everything that is going on around you. Now, we could look at that from the perspective of quantum physics. We won't do it today. We'll do it some other time. But I'm actually influencing the energy around me by me pouring my energy into what I'm doing in the here and now by virtue of the fact that I have turned up to the here and now. So when I am in control of my own state of mind and when I know the outcome that I will be excited by, I've explained that a minute ago, then I'm going to greatly influence everything around me and everybody around me. Another story. Oh, a couple of years ago on one of our live Zoom conversations in the online program, we, we were talking about what I'm talking about now and a program owner said to me, he said, there are people I would love as customers of my business. He said, but I can't make them become customers. I can't control those people. He said, what you're saying doesn't make sense to me. I said, you're dead right, you can't control anybody else. You can't even influence anybody else if you're not in control of your own state of mind. So let's get over the first hurdle first. Make sure that when you turn up to meet a prospective customer, that you are present. In other words, that you've actually turned up. Not only that you've actually turned up, but you know how you'll feel after you have shaken hands and your new customer has gone on his or her merry way. I said, because what will happen then is you will say exactly what you need to say and do exactly what you need to do so that you influence the other person in a way that blows them away. Let me put it in a more familiar way for many of us. In turning up to the here and now, you will have the kind of presence that impresses other people. This guy went on to get all kinds of business from customers who his thinking mind could never have imagined him having as business customers. Let me tell you how this actually works in practice, because another program owner talks about getting his dream job. You may have seen that quote, actually, in the details of the online program on my website. And, and if you haven't, you know, you will come across comments like that in the free online training that I have online at the moment. It's a free online training program. All you have to do is click to sign up to it. The link is below in your podcast player. But this guy talks about getting his dream job and how he prepared for the interview by feeling how it would feel after he had come out of the interview, having got the job. Now, being an engineer, he had a logical mind. He certainly had a logical mind before I met him. Never got him anywhere, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. Having a logical mind, he said to me, do I need to prepare what I need to say? Now, I said to him something similar to the Tchaikovsky conversation that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. I said, what you need to do is turn up. He turned up to this interview prepared by ensuring that he actually mini meditated beforehand and did turn up and prepared by knowing how he would feel when he finished the interview. They're the two pieces that you need. The bit in between will be looked after by your doing mind. I keep saying that and I'll explain what I mean by that right at the end of today's podcast. What do you think you're going to talk about when you go into an interview? 
what would you plan to talk about? Because he sat down with the guy who was interviewing him, and within the course of about 30 seconds, they were chatting about how, coincidentally, they had lived in the same apartment block in Eindhoven in Holland many years earlier. That sealed the deal. Now, the thinking mind could never have imagined that being the starting point for an interview with somebody who he thought he didn't know. Let me come back by way of closing this particular episode to explain what I actually mean when I say the doing mind will know what to do. All you have to do is get your thinking mind out of the way. The doing mind in the subcortical brain is the bit of you that saved your life when you're confronted by a man or woman eating tiger in evolutionary times. In a situation like that, your thinking mind had no opportunity to get in the way. The survival mechanism that's hardwired into the subcortical brain clicked into place straight away, enabling the doing mind do what it does best. In other words, do just what you need to do. Now, the thinking mind might say, oh, you couldn't do that. That's brave and courageous. Bear with me. It will enable you to do just what you need to do to get out of that situation in the most effective and effortless way possible. That is what the doing mind does. The only problem we have as modern human beings is we think we know better. And that is what gets in our way. You need to let yourself off the hook. If I can borrow the title of this podcast, to succeed, you need to just let go. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www dash